It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the appendix. Hello and welcome. Thank you very much indeed for downloading the Game Day Record Book Appendix podcast. What a snappy title it remains. Those of you who heard the original podcast and the contributions about Gwyneth Paltrow, I can assure you <laughs> no such thing will be discussed in this uh, podcast. It's been, I mean, it's got Parental Guidance 10. So that'll be perfectly okay. It's just where we throw in the bits and pieces, um, amazingly, that we didn't have time for in the major, in the main podcast itself. I'd like to say that's still here with me um, are Mark Smith, comedian and broadcaster, and David Connolly, the former Republic of Ireland striker, played for many, many clubs with great distinction. Um, why don't, Mark, why don't you start with something you want to tell us that we didn't manage to squeeze into the main podcast? Yeah, I want to talk about um, Inter Milan's penchant for snatching... Premier League players that aren't really at their peak anymore. And we were about to see Ashley Young go to Inter Milan. Inter Milan, by the way, really challenging in Italy, in Syria. Two points off Juve. Antonio Conte seems to be homesick for England, it looks like. So he's getting Ashley Young, it would appear. A player who has been quite divisive the last few years at United. Brilliant professional. He's had an excellent career. But you wouldn't classify him as being a top-level fullback. But they're, Would but they're, you? No, but they're, they're, what you're alluding to, I think, is the fact that he's already got Romelu Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, now Ashley Young, and the list doesn't stop there. No, it doesn't, because it looks like they're also going to go for Olivier Giroud uh, and maybe Christian Eriksen. Eriksen, by the way is still in his prime. That would be a good signing, uh, I think. Not, and, not, and so would Lukaku. Not, so, not on the pitch he's not, but in theory he's in his prime. Yes, in theory. Age-wise. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it just seems strange that they're going for these players that are generally speaking, on the downward slope of their it's careers. It's almost as though Antonio Conte had a fantasy premier at League 11 six or seven years ago, won a few bob and has great yeah. nostalgia for it because he's rebuilding it into Milan. What this is, of course, is trying to copy Juventus's model of never spending a dime on players in the transfer market, waiting till their contracts are yep. out. Although they've spent plenty on Lukaku, I get that. Waiting till they've either fallen out with the manager getting to the end of their contracts. And Italian football, that's how they've dealt with the fact they don't have the money to compete with the Premier League. In order to pay the players big wages, they just say, well, we're not going to get involved. When Burnley can spend £50 million on a player, we're not getting involved. I think we'll see more of that as well from, from more teams. I think in a few years' time, it'll be that you see the contracts out and you move for free. Because at the moment, in England, if you want to sign somebody, well, if you're a top club, straight away it's 35 million quid, no matter who it is you're buying. Yeah. 
So it's ridiculous. So pl- clubs will stop the, doing the that. The only and problem just wait. with it is that uh, you end up, David, with a team of um, people in their 30s. Well, yes, there's nothing wrong with being in your 30s or yeah. a little bit older. But if I look at, say, <laughs> another United player who moved to Italy, Chris Smalling, he's done yeah. very well. Absolutely. So I don't see any reason why Ashley Long wouldn't entertain this. Obviously, if you go and play for a top club, top manager. Oh, he should go, himself. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the, the the first issue then is, uh, as I say, somewhere in a drawer, Antonio Conte has got a sticker book which he's constructed himself, a bit like the Game Day podcast record book, um, in, in which he's got the Premier League of about five or six years ago um, and he's now gradually buying up all the players who are in his fantasy 11. He hasn't got a goalkeeper yet. We'll see. And he's let Megovic go somewhere else, hasn't he? So uh, <laughs> it hasn't worked out so well. I understand you've got some issue with Antonio Conte's personal finances. Very bitter. Very well, bitter I'd, man. I'd love to be his bank manager. I know that. Um, no, I don't have necessarily an issue with it, but obviously... Well, you've got with, information for the, for well, the thicker people among us. Well, Mark. obviously Chelsea <laughs> published their accounts um, for, for the last year. And in it, despite only having one year left on his contract, Antonio Conte, and he did win the league, Premier League, he did win the FA Cup also, didn't work out. But for one year left on his contract, they paid him 26 million pounds which I just found incredible absolutely incredible now I know they they lost an awful lot as well close to 100 million and Abramovich put in well over 200 but to pay one manager even his staff would be on say a tenth of what he's on right 26 million is quite incredible well, how does that? I mean, that can't have been his yearly wage, can it? I don't think so. There must have been some clause in there that if he was sacked, he gets a little bit extra on top. Some comp- performance related. Some performance related. Maybe it might be legal fees in there as well. I don't know because obviously it had to go to court. Yeah. But that's an awful lot of money for for one season as a manager. And was he doing that bad? Could I'm, he not have stayed? I'm so surprised, David. No, when I get told any figure except the amount of miles that the Plymouth Argyle fans. <laughs> Uh, had to travel last weekend, which um, Mark Smith worked out on an abacus, and uh, I'm not sure it was correct. When I hear any football number other than that, I've long since given up being surprised by it. There's no amount of money that that no player, agent or manager can get. I mean, Woodward... Um, he's on three and a half million at Manchester million United. Year, yeah. I mean, Manchester, right? What he does, he oh, but he brings in the big deals, the big corporate deals. Hang on, this is this is office door Monday morning. Big companies banging on the door. Can we please be associated with Manchester United? Let us in, Ed. We want to give you our money, and for that, he's paid three and a half million quid a year. Yes, but this is twenty six for Don't one year I, left of his contract. I know Chris Evans. I know. I know what these figures are yeah. like. Yeah, I think that's a. It's an awful lot of money to be. That blase around there. Ah, it's just it's just football. Twenty six million for one year is is an awful lot. David, you're getting old. You sound like one of my aunties complaining about the price of sprouts. To be if I don't if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, but though they have gone mad though. Those prices, oh, they? unbelievable. When, and because that's because they started selling them on that stick. Do you remember <laughs> when you could just buy them in a bag? They were cheap as chips, weren't they? You paying um, you paying all that for the stick, oh, the golden uh, stick that you uh, buy them. And the only time you ever see a, normally saw a stick that shape of uh, an arrangement of spheres and stick was that musical instrument that like Morris dancing bands have. It goes ching 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 ching. But they don't even do that for the money you're paying for them now. What about the goings on at Crystal Palace uh, this week. I mean, obviously, Arsenal fan TV has had a difficult few weeks, um, accused of exploiting misery um, and uh, also getting into a row with Simon Jordan, which I can tell you from personal experience either ends up with you losing or in a court of law. Um, um, but uh, Arsenal fan TV, further disgrace and humiliation heaped on them at Selhurst Park. DT is one of their regular uh, moaners and complainers and gripers about Arsenal and all things to do with the Gunners. Uh, he's not quite as 
much entire I love troops. You can't get for me, you yeah. can't do better than troops. Know what I mean, fam? You yeah. definitely do, don't you? Know what I mean, blood? Of course you do. Um but You're DT, listening to Dad FM. But, but DT is one of the others. Um, who gets a lot of airtime? Hang, you don't have to be a dad to think that, that is a weird way to talk when you're from North London. Let's be honest. I know those streets. Um, DT, as as the, the tale, the legend unfolds in the reverse fixture, the poor man was outside getting ready to do his complaining about Arsenal, and the Crystal Palace fans um, at the Emirates stole his hat. And now, of course, we're against that. Despite the uh, philosopher Michel Proudhon assuring us that all property is theft, actually, if you can't wear a hat to a football match without getting nicked, that's bad news. But we thought that might be the end of the tale. But no, the poor man goes to this game um, in South London, the reverse fixture, to see his actual hat hung in effigy. <laughs> not in effigy, the actual hat had been hung, not drawn and quartered, we've, we've moved on, hung from the rafters of one of those rickety old stands at Crystal Palace. I mean... Uh, who? You'd have to have a heart of stone not to laugh, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great story. Yes. I mean, it's, it's the best mockery you can get because it's, it's so close and yet he can't reach it. He can't oh, get it, it. Oh, was it hung over the Arsenal fans as well? I think so. I think yeah. it was in the away end. Well, I might be wrong on that. No, why don't you say it is just for the sake yeah, of the Yeah, it was on the away end. Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. Oh, that away is end. brilliant then. That is really, just right above his really remarkable. Seat. Um, What else? Is, oh, David, look, the best footballer I have ever seen in the flesh. Diego Maradona, not always the best footballer, but on occasion the best footballer I've ever seen. Um, and Mauricio Pochettino, with whom I am increasingly in love, and each day that he's no longer the Spurs manager increases my rather... Um, Longing I dare, I, Yeah, I'm not sure he would like the depth of which my man love has <laughs> got these days for Mauricio Pochettino. But the Poch has been... Of course, he's had a bit of a holiday now, and he's doing the rounds, um, doing interviews and things. And he did one, I think it was in his native Argentina, which is a, absolutely... A, it's a great comic turn, particularly about his relationship with uh, the even greater Argentinian player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was talking that at one time, him and Maradona were roommates. He was amazing. I always had his picture on my bedroom. Then I was with him. We're in pre-season. We shared a room. In the morning, he wasn't in his bed. While we were lunching, we saw the news on the TV. He was shooting journalists <laughs> 400 miles away. <laughs> now, look, I've roomed with quite a few rogues in my time. And I remember once at Watford, I was only I was a kid. I was about 17. And um, I was with the legendary Kerry Dixon. Wow. And I was thought, wow, this is incredible. Kerry Dixon, you know, legend and... We're in a room and he'd order room service. Wow, it must be great to He's be a top, time, is he, a, top yeah? a top a top player, yep, earning big money, got room service, and then again they got another snack and I think he got drinks and next morning we have drinks breakfast. As well. Drinks as well. So I think this is some bill he's racking up here. He's wow. High on the he is here, he is living this is I wanna be like him. Anyway, we came to to check out, went downstairs with Kerry as you do with your with your roommate, a bit like Poch and Maradona. And we got the bill and Kerry turned to me and said Dave, you haven't got any. You haven't got twenty quid, have you? Uh, Kerry, no, I don't. I don't earn twenty pounds a week. No, I don't have twenty pounds. So I do have a bit of sympathy for for Potch here and Maradona because I I have been with quite a few roommates and they've not always been. Um, I mean, <laughs> successful. The, the, do you remember this? This the, I know. I know the incident he's talking about. I think they were in training for the Argentinian team. Pochettino just got into it. Remember, Poch was um, a, a, a five foot ten centre back, but we didn't recognise him from the films because his hair and those was down to his yeah. waist, and I mean down to his waist. He's the actual player in that game between England and Argentina um, where Michael Owen goes over him for the penalty. That's Pochettino. Yeah. But I, I once put on Twitter about six photographs of Pochettino taking out various England players at the waist. Ashley Cole's face 
as uh, Pochettino comes across him waist high uh, is a, a thing. Maradona, of course, was the senior player, so the younger player was put in the room with him. But if you remember, um, he wakes up in the morning and there's no sign of uh, Maradona. He'd gone to some villa, um, in, I think in the northern part of Italy, and the journalists found out he was there. And there was a big gate big metal gates at the front of the place and first he threw water over them but they didn't go away he's still inside the gates the next thing one of the there's these ding ding noises off the cars he's got an air rifle he's down the end of, he's down the end of the path i'm not saying you should shoot journalists i mean that seems that we're not we're not condoning any of this but maradona was taking pot shots at the journalists with well he was described as a hunting rifle in the papers it was an air rifle for shooting yeah. small birds which they um, rather cruelly eat in that part of Italy but he thought nothing of firing off at the so he's supposed to be uh, advising Maurizio Pochettino about how to make the transition to international football in fact he's having a few pot shots at the local paparazzi 400 miles away that's yeah. nearly Plymouth to Carlisle isn't it that is almost Plymouth <laughs> to Carlisle and there isn't that much space in Italy really I mean it had to be north south it couldn't go yeah, east couldn't west go across. it'd be in the sea shooting them wouldn't he wouldn't put it past him no. Um, anything else anyone wants to add to this cornucopia of nonsense? Yeah, Barcelona uh, right. look as though... I mean, I'm, I thought I read this wrong, but they look as though they're taking a leaf out of Man United's book right. and appointing a an ex-player for them with no experience whatsoever, really. They look like they're going to get Yavi in as... Javi? Uh, yeah, also oh, Javi. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, as their manager. A guy who, you know, obviously as a player, on another planet, wonderful, but... Yeah. This is a big club to take over for a player with no experience. Well, Hang on, someone, he is, someone, he, someone he, well, coaching bad wants to speak. He is on this planet because um, we played Spain for Ireland and mm -hmm. um, we got knocked out on penalties. I missed a penalty and I Marked came off the pitch. Marked out the game by Mark Kinsler, don't tell me. Yes. <laughs> and basically this very polite young man uh, who he, wasn't, he didn't play um, was waiting in the tunnel and he said in brilliant English, you know, would you like to swap shirts? And I said, <gasps> oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I was a bit down because obviously I'd, I'd missed the penalty and we'd been knocked out and uh, got in a dressing room and it, and it was Chavi's shirt. At that point, he maybe hadn't played that much for Spain. He mm -hmm. didn't really know maybe the, the player that he was was going to become and uh, it was Chavi. And I'm sure he looks at that shirt and thinks, who the hell is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that Danny Kelly's shirt? Who, who takes the under nines? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is, um... David, do you still have the shabby shirt? Yes, I do, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I still have the shabby shirt. So um, It's not quite... I mean, that's a very lovely story and not as humiliating as one of your Republic of Ireland teammates who... Uh, Matt Holland was playing against the Netherlands um, and Ruud van Nistelrooy begged him for his shirt and he thought, oh, I've arrived! Ruud van Nistelrooy... Of course, he just wants the word Holland on the back <laughs> of the shirt, doesn't he? <laughs> so it isn't always because you've played it so absolutely... Brilliantly. But of course, the, we don't, we don't, we don't, the I think he's turned them down, though, isn't he, Javi? I think. Well, they've been accused of tapping him up, and uh, and yeah, it looks like he's not going to make the move. Yes, because Barcelona would never tap a footballer up, would they? No, they're a, a very uh, honest club. Um, to be fair, um, and this is the serious uh, analysis is left on the normal podcast. If you really want serious analysis of football um, and Gwyneth Paltrow's hindquarters, um, then you need to go <laughs> to the podcast. But here on the appendix, it's really just the same thing, isn't it? That Cruyff. Barcelona tree just having more and more leaves and branches. People think if you've been through La Mastaya, yeah. if you've had any um, con connection with Guardiola, um, that somehow you will be a great manager yourself. Um, and we're seeing it more and more and more. Well, Arteta. Exactly. That's probably yeah. where he got he's the job. Tree, he's another yep. twig, isn't and they've he? got Eric Abidal, I think, who's yep. a sporting director now. So 
It'd be nice, I think, for Barca and a lot of clubs. Uh, uh, it's nice to see football people who've got some history with it oh, and for getting me, an opportunity. For me, uh, you know, I'm going to really big myself up here. Not as big as somebody pretending they had eight and a half million retweets for the Greta Thunberg thing, <laughs> um, Mark. Um, but uh, you know, I'm a kind of student of coaching. It's the thing I love. And, of course... Ajax got their great ideas when they imported coaches from Hungary, where, you know, in the old Habsburg empires, where the modern ideas about coaching were invented. And, of course, it goes to Ajax, where they're picked up by Cruyff, who takes them to Barcelona. Barcelona has spread them out across the world since. The original brilliant ideas about how to play football are still, you know, keep the ball, pass it to somebody in the same shirt, run fast. I mean, you know, there's more to that. I understand you paid seven grand for for a course, and I can you know, assure you it was more than that. But you know what I mean. I got uh, a free iPad with it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was part of the seven grand, wasn't it? So no. Did you get so. a free iPad? But but I think it was part of the seven grand, so it wasn't <laughs> technically free. How come so many taxi drivers? When I get into a black cab in London, which is often, they tell me they're doing their coaching badges. A, why are they all doing it? And B, where do they get seven grand to spare? Well, I don't think they'll be doing this one. Okay, they might be doing a. Okay, right. Well, they, the way they tell one. it, they're all related to Reese Oxford, one way or another, is and they're the... all doing their coaching badges. <laughs> is that the top badge you can get? That's the, the seven yeah, grand. That's the, that's the top one. No wonder one, your yeah. nine-year-olds are so good. Yeah, there you go. Well, they were five-one down. Listen, David, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Of course it has. Also to you, Mark. Thank you very, very much. And really, um, the big thank you goes uh, to everybody who downloads uh, the appendix, which I understand is very, it's exactly the same number as the actual podcast, which tells me uh, that the podcast is more popular than Jesse Lingard's aftershave. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.